Welcome to Screen Actors Guild, where we explore Oscar-winning actors and the embarrassing films they'd rather forget. I am your host, Michelle the Horse. I'm Henry the Awesome Old Lady in a Wheelchair slash Steam Bath slash Giant <laughs> Metal Tube. Uh, yep. Yep. So I feel, I feel like a horse. Just hardy and ready, yeah. I, I don't know, ready to race. Uh, ready to breed, maybe? Yeah, I, okay. Um, I mean, according to this movie, that's all horses are really good for. Hot, yeah. damn, I do love the horse breeding description in this movie anyway. So uh, uh, this is our Jessica Lang movie. Uh, she's she's a good actress. Uh, she's. Is it is it a crime? Is it a crime to look at Lang? Uh, <laughs> do you remember the movie I Heart Huckabees at all? No, oh yeah, I mean, I remember it. I remember There's it. There's but... a scene where they follow him, Jason Schwartzman's character around and monitor his comings and goings. And one of the things that he does is he goes into like some old timey like vintage photograph shop and just always looks at photos of Jessica Lang and then he leaves. Huh. And they like jot it down and they mention it to him later and he just screams at them. Is it wrong? Is it is it a crime? Is it a crime to look at Lang? And that was going through my head all all evening. So I see. So they when you were saying they follow him around, there are characters in <laughs> I Heart Huckabees. You weren't just describing the movie the way that movies follow characters. Okay, that is yeah, my helpful bad. to know. Yeah, there are humans. Humans that follow Jason Schwartzman around. Yes. I. Anyway. I follow. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, now. Jessica. Old Jessie Lang. Uh, old Jessie Lang Lang. She is Jessie a Ling Lang. Oscar. <laughs> Jesse Jesse Lang Lang is a two-time Oscar winner. Yeah, for Tootsie uh, and Blue Sky. Blue Sky is a movie I have never heard of before. Never heard of. Did a cursory Google, saw that it's a uh, Tommy Lee Jones joint, mm-hmm. and I know nothing else about it except for the cover. She nominated one. a bunch. Yeah, she's been in a lot yeah, of she shit. She's got like six uh, Oscar noms, and I think she won a Tony and a couple Golden Globes. She's like... She's won the Triple Crown. The Triple uh, Crown, which is a new terminology. In it's just from IMDb. Lex- <laughs> yeah, I think IMDb made it up. Uh, yeah, she's... Jessica Lange feels like a sleeper. Like, she's she's not yeah. understood the, like, caliber of Meryl Streep. But she, like, actually sort of is the caliber of Meryl Streep in terms of, like, fucking six yeah. Oscar nominations, two wins. And, like... So many. Has been, pr- like, a... Uh, a staple of a bunch of Broadway shows, right? Like those, the yeah. big ones. Oh, yeah. Like fucking Streetcar Named Desire, Long Day's yeah. Journey Into Night. The like, the heavy shit. The heavy uh, hitters. She's been around for like 50 years at this point, I think. She's yeah. had a long career. Yeah. She got going in the, yeah, in the 70s. I mean, yeah, she's kind of a sleeper cell. She's just been cranking them out and gathering accolades and... <laughs> I think everyone kind of forgot about her until she showed back up in what was it, American Horror Story, like for like four or five seasons. Right, right, right. Which isn't a thing I have watched, but no. I am familiar with the fact that she's in it. I'm not really into horror or American stories for that matter. So, <laughs> uh, all told, yeah, I haven't had much interaction with her in a while. I remember her in Tootsie, which she won for also. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like. Yeah. Fun. I don't remember her being extraordinary in Tootsie, 
Tootsie's like no. a weird one on its own. Um, it's one of those ones good. where every every so many years the Academy gives a, a comedy. Like I mean, I guess now they have the musical right. comedy category that they shuffle a lot more comedies into the musicals. But before it was like you know that's not like the Academy, every, right? What? Oh, that's fucking Golden Globes. That's the Golden Globes. So in your Damn in it. your head canon, there, does the Oscars <laughs> also have a musical and comedy section? <laughs> I think that uh, I think that I just meshed those two as I was saying it mm-hmm. because I was trying to figure. I was trying to like reverse engineer a way that we have a kind of a dumb movie winning a lot of Oscars every few years. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. Fair. It does happen pretty often, I mean, but it's mostly because the Academy's kind of stupid. Kind of dumb, uh, anyway. But yeah, every once in a while, you do see one of these little comedies pop up and and sweep the Oscars, and it's interesting. Yeah. To so, see eh. uh, but she's good. She's a solid actress with um with a breadth of work. She, and then she, she made <laughs> and then she made something else. Yeah, she made this this movie. The so there's. I don't have a ton of Jessica Lang trivia for you. Okay. She does have two trademarks. One is blonde hair. One is yeah. sultry voice. Duh. Fine. Yeah. Uh, she was born at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, <laughs> is this so if we want to like astrologically like break her down? We've got all the tools in our toolbox. I guess. Yeah. She was. I mean. She was born in <laughs> Cloquette, Minnesota on 420. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the what's so this feels like it's it's uh i feel weird talking about a a, like storied actress and about like the men that she's been with for for very long because it feels sort of Mm -hmm. shitty but she's been with some super fucking interesting dudes yeah like mikhail barishnikov yeah she was married to him right she has kids she was not married to him she was only married to francisco paco grande who uh, I've never heard of before looking up her uh, her IMDb trivia. And there is a trivia item that goes pretty in detail into the eye ailment that Francisco Grande had. It's totally unrelated to her. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she was with Mikhail Baryshnikov, has a baby with Baryshnikov, yeah. and has a baby with Sam Shepard, which oh, is kind yeah. of wild. Like, those are two really interesting men. Very different, very interesting artistic personalities. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's almost like two ends of the weird, interesting, like, sort of uh, swarthy, attractive white man spectrum. Uh, True. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the, the dancer in tights type, mm-hmm. but like the but the brooding in Russian dancing in right. tights type. So and then you have the brooding in flannel and Carhartt's type. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and she has a brood with them, and that's yep. great. And that's uh, weird. Yeah, but yeah, her only husband had a congenital eye disorder. Uh, What's his name again? His name is Francisco Paco Grande. Uh, what a good name. I know, it's a hell of a name. That is a fun name. It's pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> and he began losing his sight from retinitis pigmentosa in the early 1970s, uh, and they separated in 1975, but did not divorce for another seven years. In case you were mm. curious about his eye ailment in the early yeah, 1970s. Yeah, tell me more about that eye ailment. I can't. That's, the, that's it. Well, uh, that's all we got on him. That's all we got. That's enough. 
That's enough for me. That's a good springboard for me to research eye ailments. Yeah. The logical jump off point from thinking about Jessica Lang. You know, just so those two things. Mm-hmm. Super connected. She was also born on the same date as Veronica Cartwright. Don't know who that is. And was at one point best friends with Tuesday Weld, Misha's girlfriend after her. Wait, Misha what's her birthday? Her birthday is 420. 420, bro, yeah. I mean, it's Adolf Hitler's birthday, so that seems like the more famous I I, I assume it was like the same exact day. Not oh. like <laughs> also on the week. She day. and I are almost birthday buddies. If I could have oh, just yeah. waited 24 just, hours. Just held on. Me and Lang there. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, there is interesting. So uh, everywhere she travels, she tries to find a cemetery because she says they're the most mysterious, beautiful places. Hmm. I mean. Sh- sure. A- everywhere, though? Every single one? Every place, right? It's like on a, on a layover? Like, <laughs> I'm only here for two and a half hours, but I made a promise to myself and mm-hmm. to the internet, whoever right. I told this to. Gotta get to a dead park. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, Good yeah, she's a good actress. Uh, I find her really watchable. Uh, I Me don't... too, yeah. I, I was went into a... her in this, even though this was hot garbage. I went through That's... a journey with her on this movie. Uh not with her character, but like with my feelings about her as an actress giving a performance. But I, mm-hmm. so, this movie is Hush from 1998. Yeah, she'd already won two Oscars by the time she was in this movie. Uh, yes. I, I believe that she entered into this movie believing that she was going to be in a good movie. You think so? Really? I, I do think so. Huh. And that she was going to get like a part that she could chew in because like. Hmm. It does. It does rest a lot on her shoulders, and it has a lot. It has like the appropriate amount of famous and sort of famous-ish actors in it to suggest they think they're making a good, not great, but good movie. Yeah. But not a like everybody's cashing in on movie forty-two sort of movie. Yeah. This movie, like the mood is, it's a real like movie of the week. Like, uh, it's a made-for-TV like drama like mm-hmm. like horror drama mm-hmm. it's something that you would find on i don't know like not quite lifetime but lifetime adjacent like lifetime death adjacent. time death time yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly uh i mean i guess do you think that she signed on like like after she saw who else was attached to this movie because if you read the script it's pretty it's pretty shitty i don't know the script's weak no question the script's bad maybe though it does kind of try to hit those like classic movie beats so maybe she thought she was just making like a a straight you know right bad ish but except the stakes are so low when you make a horror movie to begin with and this one seems like it's a little more creepy crawly hitchcockian yeah so I i feel like one it seems like and they want to make a Southern Gothic movie so bad. Yeah. That I can imagine her being drawn to kind of doing a Southern Gothic thing because even though she's from Minnesota, she has very strong Southern energy as an actress. She does. She really does. She's sort of weird. Uh, yeah. And I feel like there was an era, and I feel like we've passed that era, but where sort of every significant actress of a certain age had to have her nurse ratchet part. Hmm. Yeah. Because, like, sort of Kathy Bates in Misery. Kathy Bates in Misery, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm sure there are more examples. I know, that's exactly (laughs) the only one I had in my arsenal. Yeah, and she does creepy really well, so I can see her wanting to lean into that part. Yeah. I mean, the premise isn't the most ridiculous thing. It's when you get down to the meat and potatoes of it all Mm -hmm. that it becomes, uh, I mean, really silly. Like, very fun and stupid, but also, like, so, I would say, like, if you shot this movie in a vacuum, and maybe you didn't witness all the scenes that you weren't in, you (laughs) could be led to believe that you were in a better movie, and then the second you see it cut to music, and with all the other people doing the kind of acting job that they're doing, Mm -hmm. your jaw probably drops if you're Jessica Lange. That's right. That's right. Uh... The premiere must have been an interesting day Oof, for her. Must have been <laughs> fucking brutal. Uh, when she, like, sees herself do this, like, weird laugh to herself for the fucking 400th time. Yeah, uh, she's a real giggly villain, I'll say that. She sure is. So, this this movie is, like, blissfully easy to explain for our purposes. That's true. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is the hero. She's mm-hmm. dating this... Uh, olive-skinned man. Uh, a guy with a big, strong jaw. We're going to call him... We're going to call him Jaws. Let's call him Jaws. Great. I didn't yeah. have a name for him. I don't know that actor. He's in fucking, like, nothing. I guess he's in that thing you do. But, like, generally nothing else. I mean, we could, like, Brock Broxson. Like, he just looks right. like a guy... Just, a big, strong 90s guy. Yeah, James Jarson. Yeah. Like, uh, his... So, she's dating him. They he goes. They go home to meet his mother... She gets pregnant. They move from New York to uh, wherever this is. It seems like maybe it's supposed to be the Carolinas. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It was shot in Virginia, but Virginia. I mean, they never ever established that. No, their accents are so hard to pin down. Yeah, uh, I have no clue. Then, and it just turns out that like Jessica Lang, the mother, is a psychopath. And she wants to uh, kill everybody and take the baby for herself. And Yeah. And she's like, baby thirsty. She's baby. Th- she's yeah. She's thirsty for that babe. So, yeah. and that and that's. I mean, that's the fucking plot of the movie, right? Like, there's some interstitial shit about like it's a horse breeding farm and they do race horses <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It does though because there's so many like horse analogies in this movie. I would say more than most movies. There are some great horse analogies. There- there's a real. There's a plethora of horse analogies. Um. I mean, right off the top, the way this movie starts out is like a little carousel. Oh, right. Like, that is horses, isn't and it? And there's this long, like, credit sequence that you don't see in movies of this era where it's just that and, like, crossfades to other mysterious shit happening in a bedroom and then Hush Little Baby being played on, like, a The creepy-ass, like, yeah, music box. Right? Yeah, it's... so, I mean, you never hear that music in a good context, right? No. Has anyone ever heard that song and been like, oh, cool, a baby's around, and <laughs> it's, it's having a good time. <laughs> it only means eminent murder. Yeah, they're, they're bringing that energy pretty strong from the jump. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the... This, I have many problems with this movie, but they can kind of be defined in a fairly short period of, like, short number of things. But, before we get into that, do we want to, like, walk through beat by beat or do we want to just get into the meat of the thing? Uh, so let's just, 
Let's just walk. Did you say walk through the plot? Yeah, walk through it yeah. beat by beat. Okay. I think we should do it because right. there's there's some very stupid moments that need their time in the sun. Great. Let's do it. All right. So we open on, well, I just, the credit sequence. And then what's the first scene, actually? I think they're driving to Virginia, right? Like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So or wherever it is. Yeah. So Gwyneth Paltrow, it's like, you know, late 90s Gwyneth Paltrow and her very model-esque, uh, it's Jaws. Name's yeah. Jaws. Yeah. His birth name is Jaws, and they're traveling to go meet his mother. Uh, he's she is the first girl he's ever brought home. And they haven't been dating for a year yet. This is an important yes. thing that's established because she asks, "Who'd you bring home last year?" Sheila. Yeah. Which is a made-up name from this era. Uh, yeah. So like, they are they're living together in an apartment mm-hmm. in New York City, and they have not been dating for a year. Yes. Probably significantly less than that, right? I mean, maybe it's about a year. It's a young romance. It's a young yeah. romance. And, and they could be any age from 20 to 35. Oh, my it God. That's the thing about the so 90s. so hard to gauge. There's this era where everybody dressed like they were 45 mm-hmm. with, like, a lot, a lot of blazer action, a lot of oversized cardigans and ill-fitting pants. But then, like... Their faces were young and their hair was kind of old. So you get this like weird like patchwork of youth and middle age that makes it kind of impossible to define whether or not like I mean Gwyneth could have been like a dewy eyed youngster of age 24 or she could have been fucking 35. No one knows. No one knows. It's impossible. No one knows. Too much cardigan action. You're you're right. I wrote down at one point like how old are they supposed to be? Uh, Specifically him. Like, cause his, his, his cause place like in life boy? is so hard to tell. Yes, he's yes. supposed to be a little baby boy. Is he uh, her baby boy still? Or is he like, hello, I am a man. It's too late for you to treat me like this right. little baby, tiny baby, little baby boy. I am a man with a career that we will never talk about or explain. No one needs to talk about his career. Her, her career is explaining windows. His she, career is She is an architect of some kind, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Which she they... stands next to a model at some point, indicating that she at least understands how it works. She may be in charge of creating building. Yes. Or at uh, least creating window design. So so they get to the like the house that he grew up in, which is this like palatial house and a giant estate. Yeah. The, uh, it's got the columns and the big sweeping wide porch, the whole nine. So, yeah. Very like Monticello vibe. Yeah. Like uh, Thomas Jefferson donated his house to the cause. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and her mo- his mother has put them into two separate rooms, but they're like, fuck that. We're going to do some fucking here in my oh, parents' yeah. house with the door open. And uh, Door open is a big thing with him. He's a real mom- mommy exhibitionist. He wants mommy inside and near and here. I do not understand how they make decisions about privacy in this movie. There's a lot of that. Like there's a lot of it and like usually when there's like a scene where people are getting it on around other people, there's some I don't know, like form of mutual consent some where you understand Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you understand that both people understand what the risks are inherently. Right. being in an open space. They know they're having sex in public. Yeah. Whereas these, they conceive a baby in his mother's living room while she, think... she has not gone to bed yet because she's still in her 
like adult clothes. Adult clothes are still in a daytime clothes. She hasn't turned. She hasn't changed into her toddler clothes. Her, her baby clothes <laughs> for the baby room that she very much does live in. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. still like, drinking a cocktail in her evening gown while like Gwyneth Paltrow and Jaws Ken are still just like. Just they're just pounding it in his childhood living room. They are fornicating less than forty five seconds after she exits scene. So I mean, at some point it's, you gotta ask, is this all? Is this the game? Just to make sure she's overseeing she's the process. And That's it interesting. Up. That's interesting. I just sort of thought that. Here's my thing about people in this movie. Other than Jessica Lange. Mm-hmm. The grandmother and Gwyneth Paltrow at the end. Nobody has object permanence of any kind. Oh, the Jaws definitely has no object permanence. None of Jaws stops having a human brain that has reason and <laughs> cognizance by the end of the movie. As like, I think he's in a fugue state. There, I don't think he's aware of. Not just like consequences and like past, present, future. I think that he's just observing moment to moment like he's in a little cloud. It's insane. Absolutely nobody gives even an iota of like critical thought to anything that happens at any point in this movie. Like Jessica Lange is so obviously out of her mind in this movie. Every... Every moment she takes a breath, every word she says sounds like a person who's plotting the assassination of a president. And like, she's like, um, if you took, you remember Yzma from Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. If you gave Yzma a Southern drawl, that's Jessica Lange. Exactly. Smoking a long cigarette, smoking a parliament and just never not like gazing down her nose with, uh, just a bevy of colloquialisms wrapped in murder it's like yzma if you pulled yzma back like a stretch armstrong and you were about to shoot her across the room like the level of strained tension in jessica lang's eyes and the level of like (laughs) making shit up as she's going along that is so palpable to any rational human and Do you like, think she got tired and they had to just tape her, like, the back of her, like, tape her scalp back so that her eyebrows would naturally rest that high on her forehead so she didn't have to strain her face so much? Yeah, she's she's This isn't bringing... an indictment on her acting. I actually really thought she was fun, but good lord, she's a cartoon character. Yeah, she did great, but, like, it is exhausting. And she's giving off the energy of a person that hasn't slept in weeks, but is, like, <laughs> keeping going through... I a regimen of coffee and cocaine. Yeah, pills, and like pills. she, in uh, every single person, when she's like, "Oh, you don't need to worry about that." Here's a completely baffling explanation. Everybody, <laughs> doctors, nuns, her yeah. fucking son and daughter-in-law are all like, "Oh yeah, obviously the, the crazy thing you just said to me must be true." Yeah, and or even like less than that, their eyes just glaze over and they're like, "Uh huh," mm-hmm. and then it's just next scene. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, real early on. I mean, uh, there's like a scene. Yeah. Okay. So we were just talking about Gwyneth Paltrow waking up naked, right? Yes. She she meets Jessica Lang naked, fully nude, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom. Full back then... nudity for the, the camera. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica Lang and her have an awkward interchange, and then Jessica Lang gets to deliver kind of a funny line where she says, "I hope I'll be seeing a lot less of you downstairs." It's pretty and good. Then, yeah, and it's like kind of like it's a meet cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
M E A T. Get better into this movie. <clears throat> uh, the two of them fall in love and then just kick Jaws to the curb. Oh, it'd be so much more fun. Twist. The, so, yeah, I mean Jessica Lang. She's she's bringing this like crazy glint in her eye throughout, and then we get these like sort of interesting sexualized Jessica Langs where she's like in a scene in a lacy bra turning her carousel and then just like looking at herself in the mirror smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah, just smoking a cigarette while it's it's one of those situations where you put a mirror on another mirror so it's infinity mirrors behind you. Right, a real Citizen Kane. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a very, I mean, it's a real, it's super campy. This whole movie is very campy, like close-ups of the carousel, melodramatic, like 1950s Hitchcockian music in the background, and then like her just staring into her own eyes and mouthing one word. I don't know what it was. It was Martha. It was Martha? Yeah, she was talking to herself. She said her own name and then just gazed into her back. She sure did. She sure did. Uh... You also early on get a sense of the intimacy between mother and son. Oh, big time. In the form of two discreet open lip kisses. There's a lot of open lip mouth. There's just exclusively mouth kisses between this mother and son. And I would argue a lot of face cradling as well. A lot of face cradling. The face cradling to me is like a little bit more. Like I can sort of imagine that working in a way that's not like mom wants to fuck the son so bad totally there's like a nona brings you in for like a sweet kiss kind of face cradling which is totally acceptable but this is like a one hand cupping the jaw drawing him in Mm -hmm. and a lot of eye contact Mm -hmm. and this is exclusively the way that they kiss in this family yeah it is the the first one i was like that's weird but i know some families do that the second one like his lip drops and like (laughs) Like, he has opened his mouth for this kiss in a way that can only be described as unacceptable. Yeah, like, the whole, the way they set it up at the beginning, they come for the holidays and they aren't supposed to stay until Christmas. And then he caves because his mom is so lonely. So they go to this gala, this big New Year's gala, which solely exists so that he can have the creepiest scene ever with his mother, where she's wearing this big ball gown, Mm -hmm. and then he looks at her and he says, do you still love me? Which is a crazy thing for a son to say. (laughs) It is so fucking weird. Unmotivated. (laughs) And then they gaze into each other's eyes for, I would argue, like a few seconds, Mm -hmm. a few seconds of mother-son eye contact, and then she cradles his jaw, because his name's Jaws, and she has to. contractually obligated and then she brings him in for the real thing and his lip drops yeah it is so unpleasant i mean like they were going for it on purpose but i don't need it i don't need it i mean it's just they achieved the effect they were going for and that was gross that's not wrong uh so so they go home to new york after he makes up with his mother wait we forgot to talk about the diaphragm oh please yes Please. Diaphragm's important. It's it's like within the first ten minutes of the movie, uh, that like Gwyneth Paltrow goes back into the room that she's staying in at Jessica Lang's house at the family house. I forget what the the manor is called. Kill and, like, more. The, kill, kill Ronan. Kill Ronan. Yeah. And so she goes into her bathroom. It's all cleaned up, and he's like, "Oh, she mother likes to clean." She's like, "Oh, she doesn't have any help." Like, no, she cleans oh, I herself. Miss this. She I miss she can't. This. She can't keep any help on, which is never a good sign. And 
And then it's just like this clean, super sterile, very like, uh, I don't know, like everything's in like little perfect arrangements. And very bed breakfasty. Yeah, yeah. And then right in the middle of the counter is just a case for her diaphragm with the diaphragm sitting right on top of it, very out there and open and clearly the focal point of the shot, which is completely negated seconds later. They just like barely cut to it and she looks at it and then it's new scene. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes important later. Um, Oh, yeah, and they have public sex on on the stairs. Right, this is the thing. Kind of glazed over, but like New Year's Eve, she goes up to bed, quote unquote, and then she basically just like ascends the stairs, a couple of seconds pass, and then he be like ravishes her in the parlor or like just like at the foot of the stairs like oh I, not before pouring champagne into a random ass chalice that he found on a shelf on a shelf <laughs> she can't keep help in this house she doesn't have like a throng of maids tending to all the dusting that thing i'm gonna say right now was a third of the way filled with dust <laughs> come on it's more of a slush it's like this big, gross, weird sterling silver chalice that he just finds and dumps champagne into. And oh, yeah, I missed that. Oh, that was on my mind. That's troubling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they so they bang. Yeah, they they have uh, conception sex, and uh, and she watches it because that's great. Yeah, she's uh, up there creeping around. And so they they then go back to the apartment in Manhattan, and like. There's this moment where Gwyneth Paltrow is like all boo-hoo me about their apartment. And then right? you get a shot of the apartment. It's this like palatial fucking 20-foot loft apartment in Manhattan. It's like a multi-million what, dollar flat. At she what says, point was America oh, well. like, that's gross. That was an amazing apartment. Oh, she goes, oh, well, be it ever so humble. And then ironically, it just opens up into a thing that like no member of sex in the city could afford. Right, it's like, it's like Jay-Z's a... apartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's like, yeah, a multi-level crazy flat space. And you're just like, I mean, even in the 90s, though, like people knew what stuff was worth. This is insulting. Yeah, there are some things about that apartment that I want to talk about. Ooh, are you talking about the ice block mini bathroom that they created? I, I am. I do want to talk about the ice block mini bathroom. <laughs> uh, it's not from this scene, but it is important that we discuss it. Now that we're on the apartment, let's talk about it. Let's just dig in because that so, apartment is, it's like, it's expensive, but it's bad. So yeah, it's a giant palatial apartment. I mean, like literally the ceilings are like 20 feet tall. Oh, the yeah. bathroom, however, is <laughs> is a... It's in the center of the house. It's in the living room. Yeah. It is picture sl- a big open space and mm-hmm. picture the middle of that open space. Yes. And then picture that surrounded by those clear 80s. Yeah, the Coke box. bottle glass. Yeah. Like up to seven feet in a place with 20 foot ceilings. So yes. it just it's like one of those old fashioned doors where you can sort of open the top to be able to see out at your children <laughs> from the back door. It's like that, but for a living room where you poop. So, like, there's the Coke bottle glass, and then there's a toilet that's just surrounded by a shower curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Their understanding of what bathroom is is very interesting to me. It's baffling. 
bathroom is not walls, but bathroom is shower curtain around toilet and then half wall around other ba- rest of bathroom. It's the key is no ceiling. <laughs> absolutely, you need to be <laughs> able to access the rest of the house from the bathroom. If you can't go into your bathroom, Mission Impossible style, in a pinch, why do you even have it? It's yeah. I mean, I you mean, could. Come on. I a motivated person could vault over the wall into the bathroom oh, pretty yeah. easily. Absolutely, uh, you could parkour over that thing in a pinch, and also. The doors to enter this apartment, despite how fancy it kind of is on the inside. I know I'm not painting it as fancy because this is a horrifying bathroom. But the rest of it, it's this like very spacious down like Manhattan flat. And then there's like this olive green door that has like splotchy red paint all over it that looks like bloodstains. Did you notice this? What it feels like they did for this apartment is they found like the producer of the movie found the only apartment they could find. Which was yeah. like a super nice apartment. And they looked around like, how can we make this seem worse? Okay. Yeah. They like, you know, you splatter paint on it. And you turn the living room into a bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and I remember having the distinct feeling as like they're having the conversation while he's in the bathroom. Of like, he must be in the kitchen, right? Uh, no. And then I was like, but no. why would there be a shower curtain in the kitchen? Yeah. Why would you be brushing <laughs> your teeth in the kitchen? Nope. Yeah. Nope. He's just in a bathroom. That I guess yeah. everyone was like, sure, fine, let's just do this. Because New York o- City, I guess. Open floor plan bathroom. Like, that's some, it's, that's some like, Charlie and and Danny DeVito shit right there. That's like some, we share a bed, we go uh-huh. foot to head, head to foot. <laughs> it's it's actual garbage pail nonsense. And, t- and two working professionals who are both attractive people and we're not supposed to see them as garbage well they're also living in manhattan like there's other parts of new york if you can't afford a room with a bathroom (laughs) like (laughs) i know uh, oh my goodness yep so that's that was a choice that was definitely a choice so so then uh then gwyneth uh gets pregnant and vomits on the guy's arm at this point in the movie how much time would you say had passed between her Banging on basically the dining room table and her throwing up in a boardroom. I would say 36 hours. Perfect. That <laughs> is how long it takes to know that you're pregnant. <laughs> yep, that's my understanding. Uh, the human oh, body's the, a miracle, man. The chronology of this makes absolutely no sense. They've also, like, I know that some people, like, start dating and move in together within nine months, but, like, yeah. it's, it, it's weird. Uh, it's, it's unconventional. They're definitely accelerating that timeline. There's a lot of stuff when it comes to time that, like, I don't think it would have been better if it had had, like, a little subtitle explaining that more time had passed, <laughs> but at least would have been an attempt at logic. And this movie's just like, and then the next day, the stork came and <laughs> delivered a baby into her tummy two days later. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, this movie's conception of time is completely bananas because we're going to jump ahead for a second just to talk about this. Uh, So like she's accosted in her house by a person wearing Mm -hmm. a mask and she sees that he has a bruised thumb and there's like seared into her memory (laughs) that there's a bruised thumb. And then we discover eight months later (laughs) that 
the person that accosted her is like a neighbor of Jessica Lang. And the way that she puts that together is that he also has a bruised thumb. Oh my god. So funny. That's yeah, it's been not so how that works. <laughs> it's been so long. How how do bruises work? Does he have like a condition? <laughs> he's got bruised thumbitis. I it's... mean, yeah, he's got so he, he's got pools of blood is what he's got. He's got pools of blood in his hands. <laughs> he got pools of blooditis. He just hits his thumb the same spot every day. Just keep it going. It's like uh, I mean, he it's stole stole water from Zeus, and this is how he's been punished. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Old face just pounding away on his thumb. Yeah, that that part of the movie made less sense to me than so she gets accosted by a guy with sort of striking eyes that I was convinced was Jaws. I was convinced oh, it was her dude because that would have made like. I mean, it's a bad movie moment, but also this is the kind of movie we're dealing with. Yeah, why not? Yeah, instead it's just the nabes. Just old bruisey thumb nabes. Uh, so let's, let's return back to the, the progress, because there's some stuff that happens right here that I absolutely fucking love. Like, some oh, of yeah. the best lines uttered in this movie all take absolutely. place in the next ten minutes. So Yeah. She tells she tells uh, her... her baby daddy that mm-hmm. she is with child and he proposes to her mm-hmm. uh which she which she accepts by just kind of looking with her chin down against her neck and just sort of nodding uh-huh, yeah. in a doughish sort of fashion twitching <laughs> it's a light twitch yeah and then the next scene they are having a southern wedding um and we get introduced to a cool character this before, cool character. Oh, before, before you get there, no, there is a yeah? there is a wonderful moment. It's a fleeting moment, but it was one of my highlights. There's a uh, gentleman here that I liked quite a bit. Oh, maybe this is the same person then. So she's walking, and yeah. a bald man passes her. Oh, and says, "Good luck, Helen," which is an incredible thing to say to a bride <laughs> on her wedding day. <laughs> And, like, no one at the wedding's there for her, right? It's all strangers, and she's mm-hmm. she's 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 got no family. It's just, just a guy. Just to tell a bride good luck is so awesome. This that's is not a so character awesome. that exists in this movie other than to do that and say that. Why? I wonder in what capacity he wishes her good luck. Mm-hmm. General? Or, or specific. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to know which side of the aisle he was sitting on. But also, that guy's amazing. There's also a guy that you see later when they're doing the horse race. And um, he's just like a, a K- Kentucky Fried gent who's mm-hmm. got such a, such a double chin. That oh, he's his, got a venom sack. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a venom sack. It kind of looks like... Like if you inflated like a big balloon and then a little <laughs> face emerged out of that balloon, just hovering over the body. And that's that guy. He uh, gets to talk later, but not in this scene, though. That's so good. So yeah. uh, then Gwyneth meets the grandmother, uh, who's oh, an yeah. old lady with an inscrutable accent. Where When she emerged and she had she's talked for the first time, I suddenly thought that maybe this wasn't in the South, maybe it was New England, because her accent was so weird. And her accent also changes throughout the course of the movie, as does every other character's. But, uh, so she immediately knows that Gwyneth Paltrow is pregnant. 
And yes. Gwyneth Paltrow says, how do you know? Wait, did you write it down? I sure did. Do you want to say it, though? Do you want out? We can we can read this however you want. Um. Uh, I would. I, I usually say the crazy quotes, so I'll give this one to you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> when are you due? How do you know? Well, you can't be stupid and breed horses. Takes a lot of know-how and control. One man to help the stallion... One to help the mayor, one to hold the tail, and one to finesse the situation. Now Martha, she can manage all that by herself. Martha being Jessica Lang. So I think we should yeah. take that one line by line. Um, okay, so let's just talk about, well, you can't be stupid and breed horses. It takes a lot of know-how. Sure. Sure. Although... Although, but, but in as, context, but as, as a justification for knowing if a human woman is pregnant, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> the first thing out of your mouth when you assume that a a skinny, not showing woman is with child is to tell her that you are not an idiot because <laughs> I breed horses. Because you make horses make more horses. Is it like that she can smell the pregnant pheromones? Like, is it what? the pheromones? Um, I don't understand that part or any of these parts, but like you have to, all of this hinges on the fact that she's just got some kind of horse maternal instinct. A horse sense, if you will. deep inside of her that comes with breeding horses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It is the know-how and control that's such an interesting pivot point. <laughs> because it it stops being at all about how do you know I'm pregnant and turns into how did you engineer me becoming <laughs> pregnant? <laughs> how do you make horses fuck? As though like this little old lady just assume everybody wants to know and the first moment that you can segue into here's how you get horses to fuck, she's going to take it. This uh, is like she wasn't invited to the wedding and there's <laughs> she invents this whole scenario in which Jessica Lang is this evil woman and she tried to prevent her like the groom side of the family from attending the wedding. It could be this exact scenario that people mm-hmm. had foreseen and we're just trying to get in the just get ahead just, of that. It's just too it's much. a formal it's just event. Too much. Maybe uh, everyone doesn't have to think about horse semen during a matrimony. But since we are now one man to help the stallion. Yes. One to help the mayor. Of course. Which this starts being very nursery rhymish. I know. Uh, <laughs> one to hold the tail. One to brush her hair. And one to finesse the situation. So. All right. All right. We got to break this down though because <laughs> I need you to. Is one to help the mayor? Is that someone kind of holding the mayor in place? I do not know how you help the stallion. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so what I what I don't understand is how you help this. What the difference is between helping the stallion and finessing the situation? Yeah, because there's definite like, I mean, I someone someone's a, touching that hog. We're right? talking about like, horse fluffing here, right? But I assume that one of those is horse fluffing. What's the other one? What's the other one? Is, is the other one just is it emotional support? <laughs> right, is it just cheering? Is it like yeah, is it like a broish like cheering and chanting or is it more like a like a really 
maternal, sentimental, like coddling and playing the saxophone. It's actually just the Kenny G, (laughs) but he didn't sign off on this movie. There's always a Kenny G present in any horse breeding scenario. So what? All right. There's also the help the mare and hold the tail. So is helping the mare like? hmm. I mean, I gotta be real careful here. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? (laughs) It's for her pleasure. I mean, is it a stabilizing thing? Are you holding, like, do you have to... Because this is one person to help the mayor. One One other guy whose only job is to hold the tail up, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, the mind, it wanders. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many places you could be helping. None of them are that helpful, though. Yeah, yeah, I feel like any of them are a very good option, but none of them are making me feel very optimistic about the career these people have chosen. There's five of them. There's five of No, I guess there's four. There's, there's four, four but I mean, uh, the thing is, I thought about Googling it. And then I thought about the implications of Googling it, and I just decided that ignorance was best. The impact <laughs> to your search algorithm is not worth yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, the kind of retribution that my Google search would endure is just not... I don't need that in my life for two more weeks. What? I just... I, so, I understand Help the Stallion. I understand yeah. Hold the Tail. I less understand Help the Mayor, and I really don't understand Finesse the Situation. Is it just an insertion thing? Because, is like... It, is it, like, a... If, you, <laughs> if it falls out, there's somebody to put it back in? Like, I figure the stallion can sort of handle that. I like your idea of creating the vibe. The vibe. I like the, it's maybe it's like a the whole candles. thing. Maybe there's like a guy with scented candles and some kind of like billowy curtain mm-hmm. and and just like some, some mood lighting, some mood lighting. Because stables, you know, they're dark already, but they're also not very You need sexy. somebody in the penny whistle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to have, you got to have some rose petals up in mm-hmm, that bitch. Rose, mm-hmm. you know, horses are intelligent creatures and romantic ones. They, they have to be. Uh, that's why you so that's a cool conversation to have with a grandma that you didn't know was your husband's grandma. Well, we've we haven't fully explored the last sentence of this paragraph, Michelle. Oh, right. She just says that Martha can manage all that by herself. By herself. So Jessica Lang is capable yep. of helping the stallion, helping, helping the, the mare. mare, holding the tail, and Finesse. finessing the situation. Mm, that old razzle dazzle. So, is she fucking Vishnu? Like, these are all (laughs) handsy roles. We establish earlier on that she's clearly fucked with Gwyneth Paltrow's diaphragm. Yes. That does not a finesser make. No. But she does watch from the stairs. So now we're dealing with a possible puppet master type situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those eyes, they never stop working. Nope. Whatever they're doing, it's something. They're glinting up a storm. Yeah, they're glinting. The eyebrows are all over the place. She's got some kind of Jessica Lang witchcraft happening up there. I mean, 
in a more interesting movie. <laughs> She's omnipotent as well as omnifertile and can just make that happen wherever she desires. I just like the fucking one man band image of Jessica Lang. <laughs> you know the you know when Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins has like the drum and also the harmonica and he's also got some cymbals attached to his leg and he's just like rattling all over town. It's Jessica Lang but with horse fertilization techniques. Oh. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a cooler sort of one-off movie mm-hmm. that that's, deserves its own scene. That's fucking Doolittle, basically. <laughs> it's, it's the prequel to Doolittle. Is mm-hmm. Jessica Lang just, uh, just generating jerking off horses to other horses? <laughs> she's like, I don't even just specialize in horses, and she's got miniature versions of all the instruments, and she's like hanging out next to a terrarium, staring at the mice. Like, Jessica Lang, get some sleep. <laughs> You're burning the candle at both ends, Jessica Lang. Uh, uh, she's oh, a no. slave to the craft, though. She she's passionate about what she does. Uh. Oh man. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, so after we learn about that, mm-hmm. uh, we're back in New York. And the intruder oh. thing happens. There's a thing that happens before oh, that. Please. And it's like totally not like... Ugh. There's just... The 90s needed to be more careful about camel toe. And <laughs> there's this scene in the park where they're talking about where they're going to raise their kids. And like Gwyneth Paltrow is being kind of snarky about New York City being a bad place to raise her kid. None of this has any bearing on what I'm about to say. She is wearing tall loose-fitting mom jeans that are just, like, formed to that labia, and I don't know what to do about it, and it makes me feel so uncomfortable. I missed that Gwyneth Paltrow. entirely. It Interesting. Sucks. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a, a little lady in a big old jeans, so I imagine <laughs> it's just the cut of the jeans, but, like, it's proper, man. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they took a shape that is unfortunate and also very of their time fascinating anyway uh, so <laughs> while while we're in the park with Gwyneth's uh camel toe uh, yeah. he sits her down to say like why he doesn't want to move back to uh to their farm mm-hmm. and uh he talks a, he says a, tells a story about his father's death which is it doesn't really matter uh, yeah. like his dad's leaving to be with another woman the mom storms out he accidentally pushes his father down the stairs and, uh, and then he says a couple of lines that really stuck out to me. The last one of which being the most important. I started screaming for my mom. It seemed like forever before she heard me. She'd been pulling the boards off this old shed to make room for my kittens. And... <laughs> the, I like, know. I know. Like, it's... There's something about... To make room for my kittens that is so <laughs> fucking weird and like Those words exited a man's mouth. Yeah, it's like just... they just there's a way to either better explain it or never talk about it. Like you just like, don't have we were to raising say that. Kittens. Dude. We like they have a horse barn. 
Like, to, you could just say fixing the horse barn. No. But, but we had instead... to take out a partial wall to make room for my kittens. <laughs> for my kittens. Sorry, what? <laughs> we were talking about my unborn child. What? We, and I know we're talking about your dead dad or whatever, but could you rewind and talk about building yeah. a room for your kittens? You took a little pause. You took a little pause there in the middle of what was a possible. It was at least a dad death story and possibly a daddy murder story. And you wanted to let me know that removing a wall for your kittens was the impetus for this whole scenario. Are the kittens gonna live in the walls? I. I mean, the rats do, which we learned That's later. true. The rats do, and that's normal. That's where they go to uh, painlessly bleed out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is like a personified, wicked villain laugh from a Disney movie. It's absol- just so silly. Absolutely. It's so silly. Just rats and screams and people laughing and smoking cigarettes. And nobody ever asking any questions. Like, so the reason that Gwyneth Paltrow, that like she wants to move from New York, the primary reason is that she's accosted in her home uh, by this intruder. And uh, is a man wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And he breaks into their very nice New York apartment, steals Mm -hmm. her locket, says, I know where you live, and runs away. Yeah, and and gives her a belly cut. It leaves her a little belly cut. And at no point... Does anybody ask, why didn't he steal anything? What oh, problem. It's, yeah, it's New York City. <laughs> he, so he broke into this woman's apartment to steal her of only sentimental value locket. Trinket, yeah. <laughs> well, like, it, there's, a whole, there's a whole apartment full of stuff. It's just a big old Manhattan apartment full of double income stuff. And, but the at, locket. At seems... no at no point is gonna be like No race eyebrow. Yeah, no, this is fine. Uh, you know how criminals be. Yeah, they're just looking to terrorize. Mm-hmm. Uh so so yeah, they move to uh they move to Virginia or wherever, and we get another of my very favorite moments of the movie. Is it the hose scene? It sure is the hose scene. <laughs> so so Jaw Husband rides up next to some employees that don't really matter and uh and he's just covered absolutely toe to tip oh yeah in red mud he's been shellacked with mud just head to toe yeah and jessica lang asks what happened to you and he just says don't ask yeah and and that's that's the explanation of the mud, which is to she say... She doesn't ask. There's and no I feel explanation. Like they should use that line more throughout the movie to explain people's actions. Because in people that scene, doing he no says asking. don't ask, and she right. does no asking. But in every other scene, someone will say a batshit crazy thing, and there will be no asking. You just... People need directives, you know? Yeah. And, uh... But, I mean, she does some other stuff. It's true. She... She then proceeds to strip her son, mm-hmm. hose him off like a dog. Yes, she does. And then tells him to not have sex with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And that's, those are the basic beats of that scene. But yeah, she she explains that that maybe this delicate young girl of his is too sensitive 
And part of that could be because lovemaking isn't as pleasant when you're pregnant. Uh, this is happening, no, let's not forget, while she's just spraying her son just all over his nipples with, with water. and It's a real sun's gone wild moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all over that, all over those washboard abs. It's, yeah. like, this I don't scene know is, why. <laughs> if you saw this scene out of, it, there are a few moments in this movie that are genuinely, like, laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those ones where if you only cut this scene and showed someone it, they would be like, this movie looks fucking hilarious. It's and one I hot wish, American summer, for sure. Yeah, it's so, and, but, like, camping on purpose and really dumb. And, like, it doesn't know that it's that, which makes it even better, but... I wish the rest of the movie took the tone of this scene because it's just so ridiculous. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, the boys have gone wild. The boys have gone so wild. <laughs> so, uh, basically, the next little bit is Jessica Lang convincing her son and Gwyneth Paltrow not to have sex with each other. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then they're at, like, a horse event. And, uh... Is this Gwyneth... before or after Gwyneth Paltrow finds the rat? Oh, shit. I didn't mean to s- <laughs> give over the rat. There's no reason for her to be doing it, but she's looking up into an attic space for no apparent reason. Absolutely and no then... reason. <laughs> and then, like, she just pulls down the attic door, and, like, one solid, hard, like, petrified little bloody rat falls out. And then it happens two more times, and then she opens up the door, and it happens, like, 30 more times, and she screams and passes out. And it's like a... I mean, it's like one of those like silly 1960 horror movies moments. It's very bad, and the props are bad. And and it is for no reason. Yeah, like, she didn't need to discover a secret in the attic. They don't return to the attic. It was just because some guy was like, and then scary movie. I want to drop some rats on Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and they also, the way that they explain why the rats are there is super baffling to me, because why even explain why the rats are there? But Jessica <laughs> Lang says that they get poisoned, which causes them to go into the attic. Uh-huh. And then they bleed out, but it's painless. Like, the movie's just shifting around. Like, don't worry, it's painless, but also, they're poisoned. But also, they get to be in private while they die. But also, how horrible. It's, and like, the poison is not a Chekhov's gun. Like... She no. tries to poison Gwyneth Paltrow, but not with rat poison. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, you think it's going to mean something, but it's really just this... It's just an excuse to use some rat props. It's Did just a jump scare. Like a... It's just yeah. a pure, cheap jump scare. Yeah, it's very silly. It doesn't really fit the movie. And, like, if I'm going to... I don't think that the rats were floppy enough. No. They look like little mummified rats. <laughs> it looked like what I would have come up with if you told me I needed to make fake prop rats with like 24 hours notice. It's not not great. Uh, I inserted myself into the situation because as a I, I, I feel like I this is a good time to advertise <laughs> my taxidermy side hustle. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not great. But also, it's on a budget. <laughs> This is the this is the roundabout way for me to advertise my real job and the whole purpose for this podcast. Michelle will kill and mummify rats for your movie. No other and animal. I'm doing it anyway. I need some income. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a real anyway, vertical Anyway, so now we're, now we're at the races. Now we're at the races. And, and we get uh, to see Venom Sack Boy again. Yep. Gwen is going to go talk to uh, talk to the grandma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jessica Lang yells at Gwyneth and makes a horse go crazy. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of wild on its own. Yeah, and, it's like a horse race, and for some reason, someone yelling from like 200 feet away was enough to make this horse go wild. The specific horse right next to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this moment where a man comes up and blames Gwyneth Paltrow for this and says, young lady, I have to ask you to leave this area. And he, yeah. and he sounds fucking exactly like Hank Hill. Like No way. Ig- <laughs> exactly. Like, you should go back and find it. If he I didn't propane know... propane and propane accessories. If I didn't know that that wasn't the guy that voices Hank Hill because, you know, fucking the guy that makes King of the Hill voices Hank Hill... Uh, I would be like, obviously. Oh, that's really fun. That's the Hank Hill guy. Why I couldn't? It's like none of that's necessary, but you get this little bit of like, is that the inspiration for Hank Hill's voice? Like, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, the extras. There is like some something to be had in just observing what's going on in the background of these scenes with a lot of extra people, like the wedding and the derby, because you get some fucking characters, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got there's there's costumes there's voices there's some real interesting faces. I don't know what the casting call looked like for this bad boy, but I imagine it was just like a like a neighborhood roundup. Does uh, does the Venom Sack Man talk in this scene, or do we only get him at the very end? He does talk in this scene. He says something about uh, he he talks to Gwyneth Paltrow, and he's just there to let her know that Jessica Lang had been saying she was very delicate and that the pregnancy wasn't going well. And then she looks alarmed and he says, oh, there's our friends, and they walk away. So he does get a speaking part just mm. to kind of an extra little fuck you by proxy, and then and then he's gone. But, I mean, that venom sack steals the scene both times. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good like, sack. It's hard to focus on his lips when, <laughs> when, his, when that chin is doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, it's big old boy. Uh, there's a cold water torture scene or is it cold steam it's so unclear uh so unclear it's the like it's the least threatening torture scene i've seen in a movie i expect so before i expected her to kill her in that scene but instead she just kind of puts cold water on her i mean and like a small amount because she drains the tub entirely Right. <laughs> so, so the grandmother who was saying all the horse semen stuff, she's like in a bath. She's got this interesting little like contraption where it's like a, what is it? It's like a big reflective foam curtain that's wrapped around her neck and covering her body so that you can't see her grandma lady bits. Mm-hmm. And then she's just chilling when Jessica Lang walks into the scene. They have I, what I think is like a pretty good little like standoff. with Yeah, two. one of the better scenes in the movie. I liked the scene quite a bit. They're both being pretty feisty with each other. And then as like a, a final fuck you because the grandma's gotten the upper hand, Jessica Lang drains the water from the tub and turns on the cold tap. She's like, I guess she's slowly going to become less For comfortable. Bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, Bummer. the old lady's like clearly cold, but that's sort of it. She she looks un- like she looks like it's an unpleasant time. Can't we've, imagine it's great. We've skipped over a couple of important things here. One okay. is Gwyneth Paltrow hangs out with the old lady. 
And the old lady says, I'm incompetent and incontinent, unreliable at both ends, which is a oh. fucking awesome line. <laughs> yeah, she's delivering all of the best quotes. All the best lines of hers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then, like, basically she gives some background about how Jessica Lange's crazy, and Gwyneth Paltrow comes home to, like, talk to her husband, to, like, Jaws Man about the grandmother, and to specifically be like, Jessica Lange's crazy, you yeah. need to come talk to the grandmother about it. But also fucking leaves the door wide open in the middle of this house while Jessica yeah, Lange's watching doors. her. Like, why Why doesn't anybody fucking do anything behind a closed door? What's wrong with you all? This movie would be so much better because it is this big, spooky, old Southern mansion. Like, there's all these moments when everybody's supposed to be talking in secret, but in reality, they're or fucking in secret or whatever they're doing in secret, but it's happening, like, in an open area. I mean, Jessica Lange could have little, like, creepy ways of spying on them and that would make her character better and then just like everything in the movie better but instead everyone's just like well what am i doing here they have an open bathroom in the center of their apartment (laughs) (laughs) we've established that they they like private people and about (laughs) they aren't private people yeah not private people uh yeah the so basically like from here on out Gwyneth Paltrow gets more and more pregnant, although the scale of her pregnancy still oscillates a little bit uh, visually. It's fine. Mm, depending on the uh, dress. Yeah. Jessica Lange is, like, more and more clearly completely insane to people who continue to trust her, like fucking the, uh, the, the OB. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. She just waltzes up to the, the OBGYN on the street and asks him casually, like, ah. Oh. What? If I wanted to induce a labor, what would yeah. I have to do? <laughs> what would you even do if you wanted to have an early labor? Oh, oxytocin brings the contractions within 24 hours. Like, isn't that what they use on horses? And I'm like, am I watching an infomercial for <laughs> inducing prey, <laughs> inducing labor in horses? It's yeah, it's nuts. Uh, Ooh, yeah, just like everybody what? trusts Jessica Lange for absolutely zero reason. Nobody has working logical brain. No. Like, ex- ex- except Gwyneth Paltrow, but she's just out at sea. Yeah. Um, grandma does. I think Grandma does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Grandma does. And then Gwyneth <laughs> visits Grandma in her nursing home, <clears throat> shows her the the sonogram of the baby, and then the, the grandma says, oh, then I should show these to the nuns. The nuns love a fetus. So great. It's so, a good line. So- all she has every good line of this movie is every, said by that. It's woman. like a solid line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's being cared for by these very like very spookily all in white nuns mm-hmm. at this what is kind of like a day spa type of nursing home. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, uh, she's got a good good situation. Then uh, Gwyneth Paltrow eventually, so like she's given the horse inducer and. Uh, sort of through cramps decides to I guess oh she discovers uh Jessica Lang's like creepy baby room and also the lock that Jessica Lang has stolen Mm -hmm. from her she like tricks Jessica Lang to go away she gets in the SUV off-roads it through a field drives to the neighbor's house it becomes very hard to root for a pregnant woman who is no seatbelt off-roading on oxytocin trying to fucking flag down truckers in a nightgown, yeah. like yeah, she's wearing just a big T-shirt, and she's like, um, like sprawled out on the side of the road, and I'm just watching it. Like, I don't 
think that Jessica Lange is currently the villain. No, no, there's bad. nobody likable. Uh, nobody no. you can really root for. No, uh, someone's doing a stand-up job right now. Yeah, her like pregnant in labor, barefoot, running through a field, and then a weird series of creep tunnels, and then hitchhiking, mm-hmm. hike, like fucking like. On the side of a sidewalkless road trying to flag down truckers. And then you just get this extended birth torture scene. Which is like deeply unnecessary. It made me really uncomfortable. It sucks. It sucks because it's not like fun, creepy, or just like interesting dialogue wise. It's really just kind of watching someone struggle and yell and sweat and the other person is just crocheting and it's it's pretty upsetting yeah it feels like the the movie really ramps up it's like horror act like horror thriller at the end you really feel like you're building to i would say a much bigger climax than you ever get to Mm -hmm. it seems like shit's about to go down Mm because the stakes are now very high like jessica lang basically kind of wants to watch someone bleed out during childbirth is the sense that you get from the situation but um yeah like yes she successfully has a baby and then that baby gets snatched out of her arms and then jessica lang and she she appears to be pretty drugged this whole time right because she's like passed out uh large swaths of a little bit i can't tell if it's just because of the uh Maybe she's just super tired after having. She's just baby, lost a lot but... of blood. I mean, like it's. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so she just kind of passes out. But then, like, so her husband enters the room. Well, no, first Jessica Lang tries to stab her. Oh with, yeah. Uh, just like with, a huge uh, amount of morphine. So and, much morphine. And somehow Gwyneth Paltrow, while the shot is in her arm, knocks the vial, uh, like the shot off of her arm yeah. across the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a deft judo move that I have never seen in the wild. She did it. Uh, and then, and then at that, is it at that moment or how, how does this, is it, it's, no, it's not in that moment that her husband walks in. No, it is basically in that moment. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Cause that's why Jessica Lane can't go in for round two. And then, and then he stays there and he stays there all night and he protects her. And she's, she comes in like all spooky style in the night with her little syringe and you see the shadow of the syringe and it's like very, uh, well, I also, old school horror. I love this. So like he's coming in. You first oh my get, God. You first get scene. Gwyneth Paltrow, like her, uh, just her crotch is covered in blood. She's in a white bed, and it's mainly blood at this point. Mainly blood. She... And then Jessica Lange just throws a white comforter over her, and, like, nobody ever asks questions. The white no. comforter is extremely powerful. Uh, he walks in. Jessica Lange thrusts a b- brand-new baby into his arms and says, She's fine. She's fine. He looks over, and she's passed out. She's like, She's fine. And he just kind of nods. Like, I'm saying, he's he's a... Operating on like half capacity at this point. Something is up. Nope. He's got like a brainstem issue because yep. he yep. just wanders back out Zero of the room. Zero critical thinking. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah. At this point, we are. This was where my feelings on Jessica Lange's performance. It's she's good the whole way. She's a great actress. I think uh, she is good the whole way. I liked her the whole time. The end of the movie is dumb. The end of the movie is dumb, and like 
in that last scene where Gwyneth Paltrow is about to confront her, she does that crazy giggle that she does throughout the movie one more time. Yeah. And I'm like, if she does that again, I'll fucking lose my mind. Like, it becomes, it feels like a tick that maybe is a character choice, but like, it feels like the one character choice. And she does the thing where she plays with the nape of her neck hairs. Mm-hmm. That's the other one. She's right. That too. It's just. You better it's, not play any poker. It's a little much. It's a little much. It is a little much. And like, it's a little much for this movie even, which is saying a lot. Because this movie, like I said, is like a daytime drama style horror movie. It's mm-hmm. very campy. It's very dumb. And I guess everyone didn't know that's what they're signing on for. But yeah, man, in the end, you kind of expect it to be like a fight to the death. And in the end, all it ends up being is Gwyneth Paltrow reading out all of the reasons why Jessica Lange is bad to her husband, who now all of a sudden is seeing through new eyes, and then they just leave. Mm-hmm. Then they say hi to the grandmother, and that's the end of the movie. That's it. She's just like, oh, by the way, uh, she tried to inject me with morphine, and also she murdered your dad, and she's bad. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. And then they leave, and then there's a quick, quick scene of them showing the baby to the grandmother in a garden, and it slowly fades to credits. I don't... The only trivia we could find about this movie, really, aside from the fact that it didn't come out the year it was supposed to come out, was that there was supposed to be a like a face-off between Jessica mm-hmm. Lange and Gwyneth Paltrow, and one of them was supposed to die. Did it say which one? I have to assume Jessica... It doesn't say which one, but I have to assume Jessica I mean, it Lange. it has to be her. Like, they have to kill her off. And right. then that's the end of the movie. That's it. But bad feedback from test audiences did that ending in so yeah man imagine this being the better version of this movie i know like if you're gonna go for it shoot for the stars you've already (laughs) made the movie like this you've already had multiple analogies to just like horse semen just fucking (laughs) you know what you're dealing no one expects this to be (laughs) citizen kane just send it Kill some people off. Jessica Lange probably would look a lot cooler dying in this movie than she does just sort of quietly sobbing on the ground. Yeah. Right? I mean, she'd have more fun. Yeah, nobody gets to have fun in this movie. Except for the grandmother, who seems to have a blast. I kind of think Jessica Lange had a lot of fun making this movie. I bet her character was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's not wrong. Uh, Do you want some plot keywords for this movie? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Uh, So, some of them aren't Super surprising. Farm. Borderline personality disorder. Injection. Did you say thong? Farm. Oh. <laughs> thong. Uh, bare-chested male. Sure. Sure. Boy. Boy. No. Boy is one of the... Oh, uh, weird. Female psychopath. Sure. Yeah. Grandmother-grandson relationship. I'm going to say not really. No, uh, absolutely not, in fact. Until the... Unless you count the two seconds before the credits roll. Yeah. Uh, Oedipus complex. Again, not really. I don't think that that's what that means. If the mother wants to fuck the son and also kills the father, that's not the Oedipus complex. That's some other complex. I don't know what it's called. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't do anything evil, and he also doesn't seem hung up on his mom. I don't see that. No. I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding of high school lit yep. happening. Uh, obviously, horse is a plot keyword. Uh, horse should have been number one. Mm-hmm. That's unfair. Mm-hmm. Therapy is a plot keyword, which... No. 
does not exist in this movie no. one iota. Not therapy for a moment. is unless you mean steam therapy, <laughs> because I guess she was getting herself a dose of cold steam. Uh, in laws, in laws <laughs> the plot keyword. <laughs> the most prominent manifestation of in laws that this. So this is on the same list as. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not wrong. You know when you're trying to like, uh, I've got like a mother-in-law joke on the tip of my brain <laughs> and I need to remember what it was. Do I Google Everybody Loves Raymond or do I just watch this movie? Watch Hush. Uh, Don't watch Hush. You'll just think about horses too much. Christmas. I mean, it's mentioned in the background, but nope. Uh, obstetrician. Huh. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's just see. Let's just see what obstetrician brings up for us. Yeah. The Mindy Project. Oh, right. That is what they do there. Uh, the rest of them basically uh, basically make sense. Uh, but all right. Cool. Okay, uh, okay. Catholicism. Burglar. Again, not really. Uh, For a second. He didn't burgle much. He didn't burgle. He's mostly an intimidator. Yeah. Wedding party. Swimming pool. Wedding party. Wedding party and swimming pool. Swimming pool. Swimming pool. Does a swimming pool exist in this movie? Mm. Mm. So, it confusingly exists in the background while Grandma's getting her cold steam bath. Oh, you're right. It's just a big open pool. (laughs) It's not at all... (laughs) It's, it's more like a does. set dressing. It's yeah. not so much a plot point. Uh, so I would include none in Catholic Church, but zero of one found this relevant, so I'll exclude it. <laughs> what? There's like multiple the nuns. There's so many nuns. They even say the word nuns. Mm-hmm. The nuns love a fetus, it's said. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's no parental uh, guides no for this movie. No parental guidelines because no nobody human has watched seen this, this after 1998. <laughs> uh, do we know if this made or lost money? It didn't seem like it made very much money. No, it made like 13 million dollars. I'd actually, I, I gotta, gotta Google how much it was made on. I don't think it, it made any money. It doesn't. It's so seem hard like... to find stuff about this movie though because it it wasn't like crazy low budget but it has been significantly buried from the internet it's not head in the clouds level hidden but it's like it's close. oh man no no it cost 21 million dollars and it only okay. made back 13 so it that's was a, a loss it's an ample loss oh wait here you go jessica lang says hush is a piece of shit here's a <laughs> quote that i'm here for let's just go ahead and go down da, da, da. you know good for her she should talk some shit on this thing Mm. Yeah, I'm not finding the full quote anymore. Oh, but, you know. Damn. Oh, she says, uh, I've never been able to keep my mouth shut. So if somebody asks me how I feel about Hush, I'll say it's a piece of shit. Jessica Lang. <laughs> I like Jessica Lang. She's great. Me too. She's a straight shooter. And mm-hmm. we all have those little skeletons in our closet, man. She made this movie. I hope she got paid well. And she looked like she was having a silly old time. Yeah. I, she's basically good in this movie. She's not given enough notes to play to like turn in something no. especially interesting, but she's bringing her best. She's got a good glint. She's watchable. This really feels like a movie that has a shitty plot, but with a better director, could have just been like a like a 
you know, a passing grade yeah. horror movie. And instead it turned into this, which is like a daytime melodrama. But like, dude, whatever. Yeah, she got sure. to probably repurpose parts of this character later on in American Horror Story. Probably. And, you know, that's really, this is, it's just, it's a, it's a builder for her. Uh, yeah, nobody should watch this movie. This is absolute yeah. garbage. This is one of those ones that I feel like it's on TBS. It's 1130 at night. You're in a hotel room. You don't have to change the channel. You just, you could. It's not, it's not bringing you any surprises, but it's not going to assault your senses or piss you off too much. It's basically just kind of a bad movie. Yeah, it's no shadow boxer. It's no, no highway. No part of it is going to piss you off or make you need to turn it off. It's basically just like the thing that's on in the background while you're like doing Sudoku. I don't know. Right. It's not, it's not so good. And but, it, uh, it does feature the one man to help the stallion, one to help the mare, one to hold the tail, oh, one to finesse God, the situation. This is such a funny and, line. And, that's, <laughs> and honestly, it has two Oscar it. winning actors in it. And like both of them just. I mean, doing a real C's get degrees kind of performance. Totally, so like, yeah, they're fuck fine. It. They're fine. It's fuck, yeah. Gwyneth won an Oscar, I think, the year after this, right? Something like it, like yeah. Shakespeare in Love was like early, early aughts, late 90s. Yeah. I think like maybe 99. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay, so what about <laughs> if you could be character in this little, little slice of... Virginia life. Oh, by the way, mm -hmm. I looked up where this movie took place. And if you just do like a cursory Google, it says, where was Hush filmed? Filmed in Virginia, the film features picturesque views as well as classical rock and bluegrass music. No, it does no, not. No, it absolutely doesn't. No, what? it does not. <laughs> not 0 for 3, Google. Huh. 0 for 3. Fascinating. I would say it fe features like a... Like a facsimile, like 1960s Hitchcockian soundtrack, and also maybe like outtakes from Pirates of the Caribbean score. <laughs> no part of this is, but I, I like that someone just took a shot in the dark, like Virginia. I heard of that. I could answer this. I'll field this one. Um, anyway, so who would I be? Get back to who would you be? Uh, if we count. In sort of novel rules where anybody that's mentioned in the plot is in the movie, I'm definitely yep. the one to hold the tail. <laughs> well, you know what your job is. I know what my job is. It's very try. clear. It's very clear. <laughs> and if if I can't be that guy, I'm definitely the guy that says, good luck, Helen, to the woman that just got uh, married. Do you think you? that you know something extra or do you think that you know nothing at all? I, just, I don't know what to say to people at parties. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. I'm Venom Sack. Okay. Something's <laughs> up with that sack, man. It's going to pay off later. They just didn't let the movie go long enough. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out what it keeps in there. Yep. The sequel uh, is going to involve more rats, more Venom Sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Until so that's then. That's our show. <laughs> uh, until then, I'll be Henry. I'll still be Michelle. Experiment and fast forward into the future of acting. <laughs>